The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Hi, everybody. It's me. It's Matt Sarah. And uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, my bird, bird, little Jimmy, my bird, Jimmy, is not here. But my good friend Phoenix Carnavale is here. Hello, Phoenix. What up, everybody? Yeah, Phoenix. That's the energy I need. And of course, Chris the producer. <laughs> How's it going? Can't forget you, Chris the producer. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, we, hey, listen, fun show. We got Bilal Muhammad calling in soon, fresh off his victory over the weekend. Uh, over, um, what is his name? What's the, uh, Curtis, what is yes, Curtis, Curtis Millinder. Curtis Millinder. That was a good fight. We're going to yeah. talk about that in a second. And of course, the always entertaining Justin Gaethje, who's fresh, fresh off a win of Edson Barboza. Barboza. Too early to start that. <laughs> I'm going to ease into that because fuck, I'll tune out if, <laughs> if I start singing. I'm easing into it. Phoenix, let, but first let's start off with, um, how are you? I'm great. Are you? Yeah, I was a little aggressive today, Matt, and I, and I'm I'm glad uh, we did a little yeah. <sighs> calming down. I shoulder check somebody on Why? the subway because when that's, you're getting off the good. train, they have to let you out first. Yeah. And uh, it's rude when they try to get on. Yes, I was thinking about that when I was getting on the train in, in, in uh, Strong Island. So that's what happened. People look to get off. I give them space. Yeah. Some people want to get in that train first. They want a spot, man. They want a spot to sit down. And maybe take a little but snooze. But this is not musical chairs. And that's how they treat it. Like, boom, boom. And they just want to run you it over. It is true. And, and that I is the sound of out. the door that opens. That's only a New Yorker <laughs> would know that. Bing, bing. So I shoulder checks somebody, Matt. How'd that aggressive. go? She got out of the way. Now, I'm looking at you. And she got out of the way. <laughs> so was she 4'8"? No. That was <laughs> so I basically, my shoulder hit her breast. Was it, was it, um, uh, who I just shoulder checked. Was it checked. Derek Lewis with a uh, wig? <laughs> was it that the size of the person we were talking about? <laughs> no, I could. You could shoulder your shoulder and check them wherever well, they are. Let me. I don't want to quote a, a, a victorious fighter over the weekend, but like Matt Steamrola Frivola said, it's not the size of the dog in a fight; it's the size of the fight in the dog. Yes. Yeah. Did and he say dog or did he say man? I think I, he said dog. dog. I think it's a dog. That's the expression, right? Yeah. Oh, man. That was a fun fight, too. I want to talk about We got a lot of things to talk about with the We fights. have a lot of fights to talk uh, about. The co-main event and the main event were just insane. 
just such a fun. Are we delving in? Yeah, We're yeah, delving we can, in. Listen, listen, everybody, and I'm telling you this right now. Stay for after all the MMA talk, and you know, don't forward right to it because you got to hear all the MMA stuff. But people listen; they know when Phoenix is on. Yeah, we got a lot of pop culture to talk about, like a lot so of excited. new series. Like I'm watching so a new excited. series that I want to talk about. That I, I just, I love when I just find things. And next thing you know, I'm three episodes in. I'm like, it's so great. <laughs> and then I tell my wife, and then she goes, "Well, why did you start without me?" And I go, "Ah, you're ruining it." But listen, <laughs> the thing is, this we're gonna save that for like the last ten minutes of the show. Okay. Possibly. I have 15. a feeling. I have a feeling. I know what we're talking about today. Yeah. Well, you should. I told you. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. Yes. What? Kelvin Gaslam is your lasagna. Wow. One of the best fights I've ever seen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, wow. I mean, that fight had it all, and I just love. First of all, I love the, I love the composure of both these gentlemen. I like watching them walking out. Or running out, Kelvin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like their interaction with the corner. I like their their just their demeanor while they're fighting. How calm! I mean, talk about a poker face, Kelvin. Yeah, definitely. Just chill. Just puts his arms out and is like a, and he comes out there and he's just. And not only that, what a game plan by him, man! Because he's so stocky. I get sensitive with that short word, Phoenix. <laughs> Other people say, oh, he's so much shorter. Easy, people. You know? Easy. I get it. I get right. it. I, you know, you know me. I understand <laughs> I'm looking at you sideways because usually Jimmy attacks me right now, but I forget Why you. would I attack? Well, me and you are I am also size. not very tall. Yeah. So I get it. No, but I, I like the fact that even still the first couple of rounds, he was finding his range. He even threw a head kick. And uh, Kelvin, Kelvin really which landed, which landed. Yeah. So I think Kelvin really had a great game plan. I don't know if Israel just eventually picked up his rhythm and started to pick Kelvin apart a little bit once he got Kelvin's rhythm. But I, I think that, and it seemed like Kelvin got tired fourth and fifth. But I got still a fun fight. I got something to add about um, the performance of the style bender. Before I say that, Chris, the producer, thoughts oh. on the fight? Oh yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean that really. Truly was one of the best fights I've ever seen. Certainly in a title fight, it was up there. What? And I, I think as it went on, like Phoenix was saying, I think Stylebender's reach and precision is, is what ended up winning the fight. But yeah. Kelvin, I mean, the, the the distance didn't make any difference for him really. But I think that's what ended up winning the fight for Israel. That's all right. That's, yeah, and I like listen, seeing- that, And that is true to a certain degree. There's two things that are standing out in my mind right now. Two things. Is it, and these two things can I guess are as important of, of as as of it's just as important as anything he did on his feet. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because if he was not able and he was not threatening with these two submissions, I uh, knew it. I knew this is what you were going to say. This is what I like about the style. I like a lot of yeah. I like a lot of things. Yeah, about there's a the lot of layers bender. to his game. Yes, yeah. I like a lot of things about him. But now, for instance. When when Kel- now uh, one takedown, people don't realize. Oh man, there was another fight I wanted to point to. Oh, oh, uh, Bilal. We're going to point to that with his fight with uh, Curtis. Yep. Um, because that that that's a big difference. Now look, let's let's compare these two fights. For for instance, where the takedowns could have made a they made a huge difference with Bilal. Huge difference. Not that he's not threatening standing, but it made a, it won him the fight. Yeah. If Stylebender was solely the kickboxer, like people maybe just think he was lacking something in the grappling realm or or wrestling, whatever it is. It, but he was just, we know he's 
dangerous as F standing up, okay? But but it's he's more than that because if Kelvin got one of these takedowns, even though he got some, but if, if Stabin there was shit on the floor, he's winning that right. If he doesn't win the whole fight, he's winning those rounds. Right. He's yep. stopping him from doing anything on his feet, and he's winning. The, if anything, he's closing down whether he gets damaged down there or not. You know, you're losing rounds he, because of his high elbow guillotine, which was v- threatening as hell. It was close. You know I mean? right. Oh, yeah, it was, it was threatening. Yeah. You, what happens with these guillotines, if guys know how to put them on right and you if guys don't know how to put them on right, you could get in deep on double and clear the legs. If a guy knows how to put them on right and you go and you try to commit to that, you can even get strangled. Right. And that's almost what happened but, to Kelvin. What Kelvin the, doesn't even have a neck. What are the crucial <laughs> mistakes right. that people do when they're in that position that well, is not putting them on right? What happens is with that high elbow guillotine is when he has the, the – first of all, the arm's not in. So it's not an arm and guillotine. Like he's not getting it in the armpit. He has it solely on the neck. Okay. So let's say my right arm is solely around the neck and the, and the, and some and your head, mm-hmm. I'll say Chris the producer's head, is in my armpit here. Right. So when I have my, I'm going to grab with my left hand, I grab the choking arm. In this case, I grab my hand. But the thing is, people just lean back with it instead of trying to put the fist up on top of the um, of their opponent's um, traps. Okay, so what happens there is, see how my elbow goes up when I do that? Right. So what happens is they look to defend it. They can't, and they get strangled. It's very hard to defend, and uh, Marcelo Garcia is excellent at it. So it's not just leaning back. It's leverage forward and then up. Uh, It's up, and like you want to put it up and over. like You're placing your fist on his trap. So it's like you're locking it in. So, yes. Securing and locking it in. Some people have different variations from that, but that's the basic um, elbow up guillotine. Okay. So... There was that, which was beautiful, and also the triangle. Yeah. yeah. The triangle, which Kelvin is a guy that's got to be hard to triangle because he's very stocky. I know because I'm, I'm pretty much built like that. And guys could almost go for it, and then you could just, like, put your weight and pop out the other side and pass, which he almost did. Yeah. Even but, with but, somebody tall like well, Adesanya, tall and lanky uh, like Adesanya? It's not recommended, but in the heat of a battle, if a guy goes for it, it's almost like anything else. If a guy goes for it half-assed, right. or if it's not locked in properly, you're going to pass. Right. And if a guy's got short limbs, it's hard to triangle. Yeah. So the, I was super impressed because he locked it. He wasn't, he doesn't, he doesn't just know how to like, uh, you could ask any one of these strikers, a uh, guy that's known for their striking, they show you an arm lock a triangle, and they say, I can show it to you. I'm like, all right. But guys that commit to it Think, trying to put you away. That means there's sh- you're sh- like he's showing that he's doing that in practice. I guarantee he's smitten people in practice mm-hmm. with both those moves. Because yeah. that, well, he locked that thing in. And I'm like, shit, man, it's uh, chill, Sonnen and fucking Anderson Silver yeah. over here. Yeah. So, I mean, he's threatening. And and he loved, and he started finding more and more, finding his range and his rhythm as the fight went on. I mean, yeah. look at that last round. He just thought, oh, man, he started really finding his range. And uh, Kelvin is just a beast, that, you know, with, a, with an iron chin. Phenomenal fight. And that's a growing fight. <laughs> and, and that I was the co-main. You were like, oh, yeah, I, was I, still, I still got another that, one. Right. Right? I got another one. Here, yeah. By the way, here's the thing. Kelvin, I thought made a, I mean, whatever. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I thought he made maybe a crucial mistake. He had Israel hurt at one point and then went for a takedown instead of staying up and trying to find that one extra shot. Um, and I think that he maybe could have finished uh, Izzy it's, at that point, but then it it's didn't always go that way. Uh, it's always a weird thing with that because you know a guy's looking for that and he's got that one more shot, so they get a little overzealous and they yeah. know they get taken out. Or yeah. if a guy's got him hurt, they shoot in, they put him on his ass, and then they finish him off. Yeah. So he probably was thinking he's hurt. 
I got the edge on the floor. Let me put him down now. And Izzy was a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's taking the, away the, the takedowns the, also. That's the beautiful thing about Israel. I think a lot of people doubt when he because he's not a, an arrogant guy, but he's certainly confident. You know, he you know, and he says I have X Y Z skills, and I guess people doubt that. But he's been correct about everything he said sure. so far. I mean, he's shown all these different layers to his game, and he, he's not easy to take down. You can't. I, I just want people to 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 cool down a little bit with the the goat talk or all that with him. Because oh, yeah. when it comes to people like Anderson and George, and the reason they're in that equation is for how many times they defended the belt and who they fought once they were a champion. Yep. So I think, yeah, he's got that star power, but I don't want to talk him up so much until he's done a lot more stuff. I, I just enjoy watching him. Who the hell is saying the, the goat right so, now? Oh, God, all the time. He could I, be I saying hear it that already. Is, that, I hear it already. That he will be. Like, that, listen, there's nothing wrong with the confidence in his not, name. Not at all. Especially and, you have to be, right? You know, and I like, listen... They get these hype trains, but you know this. This is something that this guy's doing it the right way. Sure. He even said he was in no rush. I remember one time they offered. Oh, him I'm not and, saying he's saying yeah. it. I'm just saying like fans already start with that. Right. And he's got to beat Whitaker. Yeah. Still. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which, well, which by the way is going to be an unbelievable fight when that happens. But I think that uh, I think this. I think he's got the makings, and I think uh, Dana said something like that. Like he reminds him of. Uh, Connor in certain ways. He's a this guy's this guy's the real deal, man. Yeah. Sure. Like he's a very honest guy, very good on the mic, very likable. He's got a look good look about him. I, I, mean, love, I liked I him in kickboxing. I liked, I liked him likes, before MMA. I like that he likes cartoons. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? That's definitely. something that me and him could bond about. That's oh, always what Matt's are... looking for. Always. Yes. There's I only a few see. things, right? If you throw Kamora up, you like cartoons. I was so impressed that he uh was so threatening with his jujitsu. It's one thing that, oh man, look, a guy tried an arm lock and it's like half assed. He had a threatening guillotine, <laughs> threatening, threatening guillotine, triangle. a threatening triangle. And those two things really, it made a difference in the fight. It made a difference. People are like, oh, but they didn't, he didn't finish with him. He didn't finish with him, but Kelvin also couldn't settle in on a position yeah. to win him the round, right. or, to, or, I mean, or to finish the fight. I it, mean, and he actually said in the, in the post fight press conference that, he could almost hear his coach yelling at him to not do that. You know, like he's like, when I have to think about something, I probably shouldn't do it. And so he kind of pulled out of it a little bit as opposed to really committing to it and ending up in a bad position. This was just a, between the co-main and the main. It was just like a, a fan's favorite fights. Oh. It's like you just have four guys that individually are all very fun to watch. Yeah, likable. Yeah, you root for all these guys. Yeah. What did you think about the... Um I mean, listen, well, that fight is amazing. I can't wait to see uh, Israel versus uh, Robert Whitaker. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be amazing. But the Dustin Poirier, Poirier versus Max Holloway fight, I mean, that was, first of all, how do you, I mean, I much respect to both guys. I, lo I love the way they carry themselves before, during, after. Yeah. Um, how do you not love, even? how do you not love Max Holloway? Oh. I mean, he shows how the proper way to act when you win. And when you if lose, it, If yeah. he comes up short, it, it he doesn't, like, talk about, I, I mean, I, the first thing that comes to mind, I'm like, yo, he's not being a bitch at all. Like, he just doesn't, he's just like, all right, man. Like, he's got a very good attitude about it. You don't want to say a good loser because that's a guy that, it, I'm sure it, I'm sure he's really hurting inside because everybody wants to do well. 
But he knows he's putting it all out there and leaving it all yeah. out there. That's the that's the difference, he, I think. He's rational. Yeah, that's you know? it. And he's I, I thought the one thing I thought I gotta see the the numbers. And and again, his volume is always impressive. But it was it felt like it was a little little like like not as crisp as at 145 in his last fights that could be due to dustin's boxing but because dustin was on point dustin 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 just what i felt from him from from his walkout to that when the fight started as it was going he just had that 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 vibe about him that he's just not going to be denied like it was like it was it just felt like his night and i'm like and I'm like, man, let me see if Max is getting going now. All right, Max is starting to get going after that first round. Like the second round, he was more aggressive. And and I'm like, yo, I just don't think Dustin just, it just feels like his night, man. Like he was just on, but Dustin so on. moves back a couple inches and he moves his head and rolls his shoulders a little bit. So when anybody flurries at him, he doesn't take a lot of those punches flush. And I saw that with the Justin Gaethje fight. Yeah. And then like, that's what happened here with Max. And I remember the night of my boyfriend's like, Psh. Dustin's gonna get dusted by Max, blah blah blah, and I was like, I don't know, man. I don't think it's gonna be First, that easy your of a fight. Vic, right? Yeah. If Vic ever says Dustin's gonna get dusted again, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't even want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> no, he's a great guy. Trust I know. Me. I know he's a great guy. But, but he don't, just don't has so much faith in Max though. after okay. the Brian Ortega situation that he just kind of thought Max was untouchable, and he's a huge Max fan. Yeah. So, and I, I am too. But I just really like Dustin, <laughs> and and the and the Gagey fight convinced me that he had a lot more skills that I think anybody has given him credit for in a while. There was a uh, a clip of them after. I like when they show stuff like this because yeah. it's good for the sport with all the negative bullshit and and trashy shit out there. there. I like I like moments like this, and it's funny. They're both the last time I saw such a good. Mo- well, there was other ones, but. The last time when Max fought, how he was had a great interaction with Brian Ortega. Hey, we should be friends. And this yeah, and afterwards he's we'll such go a, for he's beer. Such a, he's such a nice guy, and he's such a, like a good dude. Like so, then after this one, him and Dustin, Dustin is a very and talk about the opposite of a, like a trash talk. He's just not that guy. So, but he was. You could tell he was so focused that uh, after the fight, I don't know if you catched it. Yeah, they were talking, and Dustin's like, "Hey, man, and and I'm sorry, I uh, I cursed at you yesterday. <laughs> it was fun. yeah, yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh man, no, man, it's war, man. It's right. and, and Max is just so. I mean." I want to be friends with both those guys. That's a you think they'll be friends with me? I <laughs> think so. We got Dustin calling in Wednesday, so. by the way. Um, <coughs> okay. that, that, that's what makes the sport special. And when, when yeah. people who are sort of casual or whatever you want to call them, when they go, it's barbaric and this and that. No, watch how these two yes. interacted with each other. And both of the, the main events. I, Look how they interact after going I, uh, war, you know. I walk like I'm special. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? Listen to me. Phoenix, I'm walking better than I'm... I'm rolling better than I'm walking right now. It's like Yoda when he fought, and then after he finished, he grabs his cane. It's true! Phoenix! (laughs) Fucking Phoenix! It is like that! It is! Oh, now you just made it okay for him. It is like that. I do walk like a crippled little little Yoda. Yoda, and then when you roll, it's like... And then I can kick some ass. He's the master. Uh, Uh, Sorry, no, no, go, go, go. No, I was just going to say, this is a note to self, because this is how I normally warm up. I usually... I let some guys put some ashigaramis on me, like a leg lock attack, mm-hmm. and I either take it away or walk out of it, walk out of it. Sometimes I threaten with a toehold. I, I, I kind of like, they go underneath me, and I threaten that, and I pass with it, and I do this side to side. I have a little routine how I warm up. Why, why is that the warm-up of choice? 
It, it won't because Asha the leg lock is such a popular thing nowadays. I thought Asha Barami was a sweep. Asha Garami. Oh, Garami or Barami? I thought Barami was a sweep. No, no. What? Pastrami's a sandwich. No. <laughs> but Asha, Asha Garami is uh, uh, the um, the leg lock attack. Like okay. You're attacking the leg lock and then it's outside Ashi. It's just fun to say. But anyway, it's a leg lock. You guys are attacking the legs. Legs are so popular nowadays. So I like to sometimes like I get warmed up by like nipping it in the bud, you know, okay. taking it away and attacking the foot. So anyway, Hanzo Gracie actually, Master Hanzo Gracie showed me one of the attacks right over here. So if anybody wants to go to my Instagram, Matt Sarah BJJ, they can see that uh, footlock attack that I practice with. Okay. I practice the warm up with. But anyway, so I was there on Sunday, right? And it would, and the UFC was there a little bit, and I had to, uh, it was open man on Sunday. So I had a lot of my fighters there, Funk Master, Marab. I had fucking Raging Ally Quinta. I had to do a little something, talk to like the cameras because the UFC's following around Al because he's, you know, he's fighting Cowboy yeah. Cerrone. So I'm like, all right, now I got done a little bit. I'm like, yo, well, I'm going to roll a little bit if you're cool then. You're done. He's like, yeah, man. So I saw Marab there. I go, Marab. And Marab's got a fight coming up, man. Yeah. I can't wait fucking When is that? that? Do you know? Brad Katona, right? That's the Ottawa card. Brad huh? Katona, same day as uh, Raging Allen, May 4th. May yeah. 4th. So that's going to be fun. a blast. Yeah. So now, listen, I'm not warmed up. But I go, you know what? Let me warm up with you. I'm a lot bigger than Marab, you know? Come on, Marab. Let me, let me roll with you a little. Oh, Marab's bowing. He's all happy. Like a little fucking Georgian pit bull. <laughs> Holy shit. So what happened? Oh, my God. I mean, Well, you know, I boom, 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 boom. I underhook. And I get on top of him. This, this, dude, I, I, was, I, was, I was hoping somebody would get, throw me a taser to <laughs> fucking slow him down. Oh, man. Bing, 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 bing. Mount. You think he'd slow down? And you, know, I told you I'm bigger than him. So what do you do when oh somebody's got that type of speed and athleticism? Right, you just try to fucking slow him down. <laughs> so I'm just attacking this guy. He's trying to slow his ass down. He keeps going, keeps going, and it was just a, it was just a fun, fun roll. I don't know how long we rolled for, but it felt like a long, <laughs> it felt like a long time to me. And then I'm like, all right, bro, let me rest a little. And he thanks me. <laughs> then I look over. I'm, I'm like, oh, he must be getting water. Yeah, I walked outside for a second. I came in, get a little water. And uh, I see he's fucking already doing feet the floor with Aljo. So I go, you <laughs> make me feel old. But oh my God, how much fun. I told him, next time I'm rolling with him, I'm putting a fucking gee on him. Slow yeah. his ass down. He's, well, he comes, his like walkout and everything is more energy than oh people my burn God. in the first yeah. round. It's crazy. He's such a great person, Marab. I love his energy. I love my team. They're such good dudes, man. Yeah. You know, I have such a good time with my guys. You know, you have, you have a great but team too. I sure do. Sorry, listen, we're getting Bilal, 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 yeah, Bilal, Bilal, yeah, Bilal, Bilal, Bilal Muhammad. And let's talk about his fight real quick. Uh, wait, Curtis, Curtis, was looking, Millinder, Millinder mm -hmm. was looking great in that first round. He was looking dangerous, man. He hit, he hit, he hit Bilal with with some nice strikes, man. Yeah, and uh, it was starting to look like it might be a long night. Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, I know it, Curtis. Right? Yeah, I know Curtis from the LFA. Yeah, good name dropper. Whole bunch of <laughs> no, he had a whole bunch of like head kick knockouts. He was yeah. very long, very rangy. He was really good at picking his opponents apart. But Bilal's Bilal said, "Not up in here. Not up in here." I like Bilal, but he's he, a tough dude. But I that's the like that that takedown he got in that second round. All of a sudden, it was a um, shift. A shift. a shift in the fight. I, I believe. <laughs> sorry, it was I, a sorry, shift. I became a close talker. Phoenix. I believe it was a shift. And this is, I mean, this is something <laughs> that 
is a, you know, a in, with respect, it's a hole in Curtis's game. I mean, he lost oh, his last shit. fight that way. And this is shit on him. Why don't no, you? no. Well, you know what? Because leading into the fight, he was saying he wants to knock out Bilal Muhammad, which obviously didn't happen. Right. And then he's going to spend the whole summer working on his grappling and, well, and whatnot, which he does have to which do. Which I'm you saying know? is he's, he had success him. with that before, and he might be relying too much on the thing that has had him success in the past. Well, yeah. Bilal... Bilal, how he's got a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under Daniel Wanderley. Yeah, at uh, Rufus Sports. Well, let me tell you, I like it. I like it because he's known for like you know he he's he's good standing up, Bilal. Yeah, but man, he's a good freaking purple belt. I li- I liked his ground game. Put it, would you put it on for me when he did the takedown? Yeah, sure. I think there was some shit though. Like with him, like let me see. I want to see that again because I think I was yelling at the TV. I just remember him stuff. taking Curtis's back kind of easily, but I... let's see. Well, he, dude, we he talked about his hit list. It. You know, he has a hit list. He has a hit list. Yes, and he. I don't know who he liked the uh, the fight next. Let me see next during his post fight interviews, saying he liked to fight Nico Price. Okay. Lee Jingalang. What? <laughs> Lee Jinglong. Yeah. Lee Jinglong. That's your buddy. Which, by the way, that would be a great fight with him and Bilal. And then he was going to fight uh, Ezekiel Choke. Uh, yeah, oh, Eliseo Zaleski. I'm not looking oh! at it. Eliseo dos Santos. So. I was going to say that. Um, yeah, Bilal in his post fight interview was talking oh, about how. You didn't show me the takedown. You, I did. Here. I, know. I was looking at Phoenix because I was trying to make a laugh out of it. She wasn't looking at me. And by no. the way, we got to talk about uh, <laughs> your buddy Khalil Roundtree's performance. Unbelievable. Definitely. Hold on. Guys, hold on. I'm lightheaded now. Why? This is about two. Look at that. There it is. 225 against the fence. Yeah. Picks Bilal. him up. Trips Beautiful. him. Gets Bilal did a nice half guard. In half guard. All right. You know what I like to do from there? From half guard? I, yeah, I like to get that near side, if possible. That near side. See how he's hitting with that? Yeah. He could do shoulder pressure and look to pass from there. Some people. Pat, what, to go uh, to side control? Yeah, side so yeah. control. And you could also, if he lifts his butt up, right now he's stuck in, in a half guard and he has a far side underhook and he, his right leg is stuck between uh, Curtis's leg. I have a question. If he lifts his butt. Phoenix and turns his butt towards him and he brings his right knee to goes, the to, yes to the side to of the sides. Yes, he could do a knee cut and just right get right just to the cross side. Cross sides. I think he's happy just to be on top, just winning this round. Okay, right. so I have a question. Yes. If you're Curtis from this position, do you try to recover full guard or do you try to get out completely? Well, this, you can look to recover full guard if you have a dangerous guard, or from what I would do is bridge towards him and uh, and try to achieve my own get my on the hook. Because right now Bilal has his right arm under Curtis's uh, left shoulder, yeah. and he has an underhook. But he doesn't no, have. He's, he's not. He's but see, he's not controlling him with that that other arm because he's punching. Yes. So there's nothing stopping Curtis from bridging towards okay. Bilal and bringing his left arm over his head into his own ribs, and next thing you know, booyah, he has an underhook. Th- this is what I want. This is why I ask you that why? because I, while I'm watching this fight, I'm wondering why he's not trying to get out of this or trying to recover. This guard. is why because Curtis. Uh, Millinder does not know how to get out of half guard. See that? What he tried to do? He was oh, trying to go over that, I'll side. tell you, yeah. he regained, he ca- he regained guard right now there, which he wasn't gets bad. Guard. Now he gets guard. Which wasn't bad. It's um, open guard, but he has guard. And he's putting his foot yeah. on his hip. Yeah, see, that's the thing with a guy lanky like Curtis. I think with a little bit of work, he could have a nice butterfly guard or whatever, try to try to push off the hip and, and get out of that position. <sighs> yeah, closed guard, a high guard, rubber guard, that yeah, type of guard. Yeah, rubber guard, yeah, for sure. Yeah. From here, I feel... 
that I mean he tried to pass one time there. Uh Bilal. Bilal, Bilal. scoring like and crazy. He's scoring. He's scoring. and you know what? He did some real decent ground and pound the last twenty seconds of this this uh second round. You know? So I'm gonna call Bilal. Yeah, let's call Bilal. Let's talk about this, man. Oh, Hold no. on, before you call him. Okay. What's his record now in the UFC? I think he's oh in the UFC. I think he's fifteen and three or something overall. But uh, Phoenix, yes, Phoenix. sir. Phoenix. I gotta look it up. Oh, he's six I and did, three. He's six and three that. inside the octagon. Thank you. Or are you asking me? No, I is too. I you know but I usually I, I, go I to Chris the producer for these. No, things. Hey, by the way, can I, I just go to Chris the producer? I'm asking you to look because I want to goof on him. <laughs> he's Fuck. six and six and three inside the octagon. Quick shout out to Min from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. He's a big fan of the show. What up, Min? Why are you? What, you know how many people want me to shout him out? Now is that the is that your one fan on there? Yeah, I'm such a dick. Why am I a dick? There? No, I actually, I I'm, not really, I'm not really sure why. why. I, don't know. I think it's fun. Though. I think it's part of I'm the show mean. at this point. I think it is. It is. You know, <laughs> he's just I getting it today. Listen, I got a new movie I'm watching. A new new series I'm watching on Netflix. I heard, but don't tell me about it yet. We'll call him Bilal. Bilal. Bilal Muhammad. Uh, we got any, we need a better song. Curtis Millinder. Millinder's got to work a little bit more on his ground game. It looks like you, know? you are correct, sir. And he didn't tell me his re- he didn't tell me uh, his record in the UFC. He's six and three in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> you have Bilal on. Do we have him? Yeah. Hey, Bilal, what's up, man? Is it Bilal Muhammad? <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. What's up, Bilal? It's Matt Sarah, man. How are you? And you and also Phoenix Carnivale. Hey, what's up, Bilal? Hey, what's up? How you doing? How you guys doing? We're good. We're good. Hey, man! Congratulations on your on your fight versus Curtis Melander over the weekend, man. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Hey, you, no, I'm not. Now, listen. I'm sure I'm not the first person who told you this. That first round, you got me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it was one of those where I was like, "That's my coach." Actually, like the game plan was just go in there and shoot. What's the matter with you? What are you yeah. thinking about? Now is yeah, now, but like after uh, I, after I felt him a little bit, I was like. When I thought in the second round when I took him down, I was like, oh, man, his, guy, his ground is super bad. So I was like, all right, third <laughs> round 100%, taking him down, it's over. Now, that's funny. Now, did you want to just kind of test him? Because, hey, listen, you're no fucking slouch on the feet, man. I've seen your fights. So did you want to just test him a little bit on the feet? And then you just said, screw that between rounds? Somebody, Your coach got through to you? It was one of those where, like, the, like the game plan the whole time, like, my coach is always telling me, keep it simple, do what got you here, wrestle. And, you know, strike with him a little bit and wrestle, take him down. You're, on the ground, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. And I'm, I'm comfortable on the ground. So it's one of those we thought we would, we would dominate him on the ground. But it was like at the weigh-ins, you were talking trash, like, oh, this is the only chance you got. And I was like, dude, I can knock you out of the feet, too. It don't matter. Hey, I'll, I'll stand and bang. And, like, he had some, like, dudes, like, walking around the hotel. Because, like, the hotel was weird. It was, like, one of those where it was open. So, like, whenever you're, like, from floor to floor, you could see what, people, what floor people are on. And okay. I was like, on my floor one time, walked in my room. And some random dude, like, walked from the floor above me, and he was, like, screaming, like, you're going to get your ass beat tomorrow. You're going to get knocked out. You better wrestle. And I I looked up. I was like, who the hell is talking to me? And it was, like, some random dude that was on the floor above me, one of Millinder's dudes. Yeah. And I don't know. He was was like, yeah, you're going to get your ass beat tomorrow. You you better try to wrestle because you're going to get knocked out. And then he's like, hey, and thanks for blocking me on Instagram. I was like, freaking weirdos. (laughs) That's hysterical. Hey, man, listen. Yeah, it was hilarious. I was sitting there like, what? 
Yeah, hey, man, they can't play that thing. Oh, that's your only chance. So, I mean, oh, your only chance, if you could strike with me, that's your only chance. Dude, it's mixed martial arts, man. Right. If you're, and obviously, and I don't know Curtis. I know Phoenix does. And I, I don't know if he's a good guy or not. But you need you need a ground game, man. What I was pointing to earlier um, in the show was the difference between your fight here with Curtis and uh, Kelvin Gastelum versus uh, Israel's fight. Did, uh, did you see that fight? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, amazing fight! Wasn't that wasn't that wild? Yeah, that was probably the best fight I've ever seen. That was that was that was one of the best fights with respect to both of those guys. And and you must have enjoyed. It. And I'll tell you, you're already in, probably on cloud nine because you won your fights, and then you're in the green room, whatever you're watching it. Isn't it? It's such a, yeah. such a difference between when the the vibe after winning and losing one of these fucking things. Man, it's so crazy, right? And that's what I was like telling my coach, I was like. Cause literally I fought like whatever two months ago and I was like, man, the difference a couple months make. And it's like, yeah. and I was getting like random texts from people like, you know, congratulations yeah. after my fight. And then like, they, they're like, it'll be like people that only text me after a fight. So like, and I looked and their last text would be like the fight before that, that I lost. And they were like, the last text would be, oh, bro, keep your head up, yada, yada, yada. And then the next text would be like, congratulations, bro, this is amazing, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, literally the only last two times they ever text me. It's such a roller coaster. I'm sorry. It's such a roller coaster, though, you know, competition. But if you've competed before even the UFC. So how do you deal with that sort of roller coaster ride? Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's just one of those where, like, I believe in my skills. So it's not, like, I'm a terrible loser, man. I was like, <laughs> right after I lost my the fight before this, I was like, call my manager. I was like, yo, I need to fight right now, please. And, like, it was a bad night. That's all it was. It was a bad night. But then it's one of those where my coach like, dude, go back, look at it. Let's watch the tape. Let's see if it was a bad night or if it was just a hole in our game that they saw or that they uh, exploited or something like that. So it was like one of those, and I'm always training in the gym. So I was like back in the gym right away after that fight. And I'm just happy that I was able to get this, to get that taken in my mouth, man. Cause I was like, it was, it's depressing after a lot. Now, like you said, like when you're winning, you're on cloud nine, there's no other feeling in the world like it. But when you're losing, it's like, you're going to the mall. You're like, man, is that guy looking at me? Why is that guy looking at me funny? You know that I lost my last fight. And not only that, the people that even the people that love you, the people that, Always say the right thing. Nobody knows what to say after a loss. So yeah. you, you'll you get somebody. I've I talked about it on here before. I've lost fights and I have some, one of my good buddies that I said on here before. He goes, don't worry. You'll get that eye of the tiger back. I'm like, you oh. motherfucker. <laughs> I'm oh. like, oh, thank you, man. You Ouch. prick. So, it's so funny, man. It makes you start hating people that just, they don't even know. They're not doing it to be malicious. They just don't know what to say. But it, it's such a difference. Yeah, when you, it's, like, it's so weird. And when you win, it's just, you know, you feel like one of those like movies like fucking, uh, what is it, uh, Gladiator, when they're returning home and everybody's throwing flowers at your fucking feet. Right, Phoenix? <laughs> yeah, man. That, but see, like, that's kind of the thing. It's 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 that up and down. You're always in, like, an action sequence of a movie forever. You're always in that fight, in a fight Fuck sequence, yeah. a training camp. It's just like, you know, the drama of competing in the first place. Hey, hey, Bilal, let me ask you, man. Uh, you took, when you took him down, Curtis, did you even care about passing the half guard? Now, because some people got different philosophies. I saw that you that you seen that he wasn't really squirming out of there. He wasn't, his hips weren't moving. He wasn't looking to try to get his own underhook. He wasn't doing, he wasn't showing signs of a guy that's hard to keep down. <laughs> you know what I mean? So did you just say, all right, listen, man, he's not doing anything. I'll just chip away at him. 
Is that what it was, or did you say I, eventually I'll start passing in mountain? Or <laughs> yeah, no, like you said, uh, it was one of those where I felt it when I took him down. After I took him down at uh, the second round, I was like, oh wow, like I felt all the air come out of him. Where he was like, oh. like it was one of those where he's like, yeah. damn. Now, like I could tell that he was finished from that point out. Like, damn, he ain't got nothing for me on the ground. Like he was really mentally broken. The ground, cause like, like you said, he didn't try to get the underhook. His coach was yelling, get on your side, get on your hip, get on your underhook, and he was just sitting there like. Like a sigh, like pouting type type of thing, where he's like, "Damn, I can't move right now. I'm stuck." Yeah. And I was like, "And then like I'm more comfortable striking from the half guard than I yeah. am uh, from passing, because like when you pass, that gives him a chance to explode, or and he's athletic, so that's like his only chance. But like in the half guard, like he, he was just stuck, and with structure my underhook, I was yeah. able to just keep elbow lane from right there. And then uh, once I got the, like I got the mount and stuff like that, but like I said, I was just bracing for his explosiveness because I know he was gonna have anything slick, any sweeps or anything like that. Yeah. From half guard because I was like he's not moving at all and then just from watching his other fights because the uh, fights before that even like the Elizio Dos Santos fight yeah. where he just got tapped out right away and then people right away telling you oh man this is an easy fight all you gotta do is take him down all you gotta do is take him down and I was like before that he was on a nine fight winning streak guys so like don't tell me this guy sucks yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting there trying to imagine in my head that this guy's gonna, gonna be a tough fight trying to put it in my head because my always coach was telling me no matter what anybody says every fight's a tough fight anything can happen in a fight I don't want to go in there thinking like, oh, if I take him down, it's over. I take him down, it's over. Yeah. But when I took him down in the second, I was like, oh, man, if I get him down in the third, it's definitely over. And then I took him down with like three minutes left. I was like, yeah, this guy really can't move. And like you said, too, like where people didn't expect it from Israel when Gaslam took him down. And yeah. I was like, damn, so up a triangle. Yeah. yeah. Thing, I even tweeted out like, damn, he got a ground game, too. It was like, all you need is a couple of little tools on the ground where it just gets other people on their toes. Yeah. And Israel had a couple of those things where he threw up a couple of submissions through that. Curtis really had nothing on the ground. He was just like laying there. It's so funny. And it's and it makes such a huge difference. Because we were talking earlier about uh, Israel's fight. And if it wasn't for that elbow up guillotine and for that triangle, if it wasn't for those being so threatening, Kelvin would have gotten those takedowns and he would have just, he would have took a page out of your book, what yeah. you did to Curtis. But because Israel had those skills, it's, and you know, and it, and it goes the same for the grapplers, if you're a grappler and you can't crack an egg and you give them nothing to th- get threatened about, uh, th- to feel threatened about, then it's so much harder to get a hold of a guy. But if you got some power and you and you commit to something standing, at least, I mean, you can get a knockout by accident. You know what I mean? Well, now I'm just ranting. <laughs> Bilal. Bilal, you know how like... No, you, no, that was, that's exactly it, yeah. You know how you always win, you know, you, you learn from your losses and people say like you learn more from your losses from than from your wins. I don't necessarily always believe that because fighters always go back and take a look at what they can improve. When you look at this fight, what are you taking back into the gym as far as stuff you want to want to improve, even though you won? Even though I won as well... Uh, like you said, I'm, I'm my, my worst critic where I'm always looking at what went wrong in a fight. And uh, I felt uh, a couple of things he hit me with, like straight jabs, where I need a little more head movement, a little more movement on my feet uh, to, to get in. I felt like uh, my hands were good. I showed good hands. But I needed to add in more kicks uh, into my fight game just to, just to add a little more tools into the arsenal. And then I felt like I should have... Uh, went for a submission or, or went for a uh, to end that fight. I feel, I feel like if I, if I did go for a submission or like even a Komodo or something like that, I could have probably ended the fight. But like Matt said, like it was just so easy to stand there and just punching him from half guard yeah. that he wasn't really giving, giving me anything, no scramble yeah. or anything. So I was like, 
all right, if you're going to give it to me like that, I'll just take it. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Not a lot of guys do that. A fight that I'm going to point out, and I pointed this out in the past, Frankie Edgar versus Cub Swanson. Mm-hmm. In that fight, and, uh, you know, Frankie, he went with Cub, and Cub is not bad on the floor at all, uh, and he's explosive. So what happens is is when you get an explosive guy, and then you're in half guard, First of all, half guard, they got half the weapons. I mean, they really do. Full guard, one slip up, and you're in that triangle. You're in an arm bar. Half guard, there's certain things you need to watch out for, but there's less things. And if a guy goes to explode, like that Frankie Yeager fight, when Cub would go to explode, and Frankie would be elbowing him and beating him up for half guard, he'd go to explode, Frankie would be mount. He'd go to explode the other way, he'd give up his back. Yeah. So I think and you would have done more of that, but Curtis wasn't really exploding. He was just kind of getting beat up a little bit. Or a lot of bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot like, of bit. I'm, I'm waiting for him to explode so then I could hop on him, take his back. My coach was like yelling from the corner, let, let him give up his back, let him give up his back. Don't force it, don't force it. He's going to give it up. But he was just like laying there. So I was like, all right. Then he's like, all right, if you want to stay there, just let him stay there and get hit then. Bella, before I ask you about what's next, because I want to talk about your hit list real quick. But before <laughs> I talk about that, I was going to bring up a, a Netflix series, The Phoenix. What do you like to, what do you like to, when you're chilling, when you're hanging out watching Netflix or whatever, what, what, give me a series you like to watch. What do you like to do when in your downtime? Uh, man, a series that I'm actually on uh, that I just found out on Netflix was uh, The Last Kingdom. Yes. That is my uh, favorite. You oh, watch I lo- it? Yes. Utrid. I love that. I, I'm, I'm, I watched all three seasons, by the way. It's the best. I'm balls oh, deep okay. into I'm that. Don't ruin it right now. I'm on season okay. two. Okay. We don't will, not, we will not ruin it, but definitely hit us up on social media after you're done. Tell us what you think. That's a hidden gem. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's so good. It is so good, and it's like, I, I, I don't hear a lot of people talking about but it. I, I because it's it. a UK show. I don't think is a lot of people know about it. Yeah, it's really good, though. I, I know what it is. I have it's a hard Game time. of Thrones without the magic. What's the? How do you pronounce his name again? Utrid. Utrid, son of Utrid. I have a hard time pronouncing his name. He's fucking awesome. Right? Yes. <laughs> Him versus Jon Snow. Who wins? All right. Uhtred. Uhtred would <laughs> kick the shit oh, out of Jon Snow. Yeah, I got to give it to Uhtred. Right now, I'm high on Uhtred. Uhtred's the man. Me too. <laughs> hey, listen, right. I don't know if you guys... Listen, I want to talk about your hit list, but before I do that, listen, I don't know if you're into zombies, but I there's a show on fucking Netflix called uh, Black Summer. I'm going to talk about this with you later, Phoenix. Okay. It's so fucking good, because Walking Dead turned to shit. Oh, it's so but bad. But now, I got a new series now. All right. Good, I'm happy for Black you. Summer? Oh, dang, I got to check that out. Check yeah, that yeah, shit out, that. Bilal. Black Walking Dead. Matt's Walking usually Dead, like, on point. Hard. It uh, fell off real hey, hard. Bilal, tell me about your hit list. I see Nico Price on it. I see a couple of other names. Talk to me. <laughs> 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 yeah, man, uh, man. I got a big hit list, man. Like I said, I want to stay busy this year, man. I want to I stay in there. Like No injuries from the fight. Uh, just uh, a couple stitches. But, um, yeah, Nico Price, I feel like that's an exciting fight, man. It's uh it's a good fight. We were supposed to fight once before, but uh, he had to pull out for some reason. And uh, I liked that fight from the beginning. And, uh, I like, like, he literally just has these weird wins where yes. that would be like random knockouts. And I'm like, I want to see what this what random thing he could do to beat me with. Because I was like, he doesn't seem good to me. I, I feel like I could beat him everywhere. But I'm like, he just randomly comes out on top. Yeah, he, he, I'm like, his, uh, his fighting style matches his uh, personality because he's a wacky guy in a, in a good way, in a good, way good vibes, yeah. good hearted guy, family yeah. guy. Uh, I would, I, I'll tell you right now, you got my money with that. I would love to watch that fight, man. <laughs> you know? So if you, if yeah. that does come together, let us know and announce that on here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely. I'll let you know. I'm stuck. What right. happened with Kevin Holland? What, why? <laughs> what happened there? I, I, oh man. Like, what do you yeah, dislike? That, that the guy? guy 
he just fought my teammate, Gerald Mercer. He literally got, I don't know if you guys watched it or not, man, but it was literally a terrible decision, worst decision I've ever seen. And, like, before the fight, he was sitting there messaging Gerald, like, oh, bro, thanks for taking the fight. Like, they both took the fight out, like, two weeks notice or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, he was messaging, like, you know, I respect your guys' team and everything like that, and uh, I think it's the awesome fight. Then afterward, he gets on the mic and, like, oh, this guy sucks. Give me somebody that wants to bang with me. Give me somebody that wants to throw hands and all this, like, talking trash. And I'm like, dude, you suck. Like, he took you down at will. And the literally the judges, like, gifted you a win. So I'm like, I just hate people that try to be cool with you. Then after the fight, they that's when they start getting on the mic and start talking trash. Yeah. So I was like, man, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely go up and shut that guy up 100%. I'm not a, I'll fight that guy 185. What do you think about, about the trash talk nowadays? Because there's been a lot of talk about that where people – you know, without saying exactly what they do, because there's been enough light on that, just going overboard, talking about people's family and whatnot. Do you think there should be a line there or whatever? Because they're gonna fight, they can just say what they want. No, like I, like I said, like, I feel like there there should be a line, especially with women and children. You shouldn't come at somebody's family, like stuff like that goes a little overboard. And then you got guys that really don't even know how to do it right. Like <laughs> if you come, Ben Ashton, Ben Ashton's coming in, he's doing it like perfectly, I think. Where He's not going overboard with it. He's doing it exciting for the fans, making it fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and he's, and he's really only keeping it between fighters. Like, he's talking about your style yeah. or the way you are. He's not talking about family or anything like that. And it, and it's, he's doing it in an exciting way, and he's, he's bringing viewers in that way. Then you got guys, guys like the Gang Vic who just, like, sit there and, like, call you a retard or stupid, like, little kid stuff, like high school yeah. stuff. And you're like, dude, your track talk's not even good. Like, that's not, yeah. your, that's not your personality, so don't try to force it. Yeah, it's not good for it, it, the fans. The fans will read it, and, like, the fans are the fans are ruthless, so they'll, they'll call you out on it right away. Or, like, a Kobe Covington who's just, like, terrible at it. <laughs> and you could just tell that it's, like, he's forcing it so hard, but he still has to keep it up. But then when, but when he sees other people in person, like, if you, saw, if you said something up to me in person, and then, like, you said where Ali and him almost got into it at uh, a bar, I mean, uh, yeah. at the casino... People were like, oh, why would Ali do that? I'm like, he was calling him a terrorist. He was calling him a rat. And I'm like, you don't call somebody like that. If you're a man, a man. If I'm a man and you're and you're a man, you're calling me those type of things. I'm gonna, I'm, you're gonna have to answer when I see you in person. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I, I respect people like Masvidal and him that don't let other people say stupid stuff like that. There's certain people you can talk to like that, and there's certain people that you gotta watch what you say. It's true, man, and and that that's been lost nowadays because people just see. You know, they see guys getting paid like Connor and this and that, and they just feel that that's easy, man. I mean, it's insult people, more people will watch and this and that. And, and it's really, uh, it, it, it becomes something different when you start bringing family and religion and stuff into it. But hey, listen, back to fun stuff. You better watch that Black Summer below. That's, <laughs> if you like zombies. <laughs> hey, listen, man, I can't wait to see what's, what's next for you. That was a hell of a fight. I love that you, sh- you, know, you show how well-rounded you are. And, uh, hey, man, if you're ever in New York, I want you to come in studio, bro. That would be fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Uh, and definitely I want to come hit your gym up, too, if I'm in New York. I hey, really appreciate it. Anytime, dude. Anytime, man. Let me know. Anytime. Hit me up. You know, below. And if you know you're going to be right. in New York, you got to know. And, and Anytime, man. You come to my schools, go to Longo's. We have a great time, man. All right. That'd be awesome. All right, bro. Take, da- take care, homie. Thanks great talking to you, Bilal. Nice talking to you guys. See you Bye. Later. What a good dude. I mean, listen, I like talking to these guys. Such nice guys. You make such, you know, you make nice relationships. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price. 
for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value, free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up, an epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points, back-to-back, essentially close-out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power, and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph and a lot of transitions. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Well, I'll say this: like I don't particularly. What do you want to say, Phoenix? I don't. I don't need trash talk to make me excited to watch a fight. I yeah. care about martial arts, and if they're good, and I'm learning something while I'm watching it. Hey, it, hey, Justin Gaethje. <laughs> Is he online? Hey, yeah. hey, Justin Gaethje. Yeah, that one works. Kind of got an '80s feel to it. Is it, it weird when no. I sing this close to you and look at you like uh, this? A little bit. We'll call just Justin in like ten minutes. I'm just gonna say about the I'm about like the your wacky cousin. You are like my wacky cousin. Okay. The thing about Why? the trash talk, and especially with obviously Connor's, you know, there's been a lot going on with Connor lately. The problem is he's doing a lot of the trash talk to get a rematch with Khabib. It's not like right. that's the obvious next fight, although obviously it could happen. But that's the thing. Like when you're lined up to fight someone and you're definitely going to fight, then then it's one thing. But when you're just trying to like start some shit to get the fight, I don't know. That's where it start. It goes off the rails a little bit for me. But I'm waiting on Matt's response because Matt has had several monologues about this in our time together. Uh, listen, we, yeah, know, we know about it. We know about it. He's like, he'll, he'll, no, no, no. I mean, you can if you want. Have to say yeah, I mean, he's definitely talked about it. I've talked about it I so don't, much. I just don't need it. There's times it's very, very uh, funny and, and clever, and then there's times where it's just like... I'm bored. Yeah. Well, you know, bored like of you. Max and Connor. Bored. Who who aren't scheduled to fight, but they had fought before. Their their social media back and forth is fun. It's like amusing. It doesn't cross the line. Yeah. They they shit talk each other about the first fight. That picture where Connor's in the background with his glasses. It's fun when they go back and forth. The, the stuff with Khabib and Connor obviously just can't that's not be fun, fun for anybody. Right? Can't Over stay. the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that kombucha? Oh. Can I try it? <laughs> That's what it's called. That's what it's called. Mm. That's the title. You should do the commercial Pomegranate for them. lemonade. Why oh, don't you nice. have Why don't you have a, an agent? A bigger it's like, it's agent. Like you, it's like me combining you guys. Hi, pomegranate lemonade. Can I see <laughs> I'm only kidding. You're not lemonade. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it'll be lemonade. You're not lemonade. Whatever. 
Hey, pomegranate. Hey, Matt, Sarah. Uh, this What's says up? caffeine, Matt. You should not have this. Oh, shoot. Look at this. Khalil Roundtree versus Eric Anders. Let me tell you, he did like it. He did. He did. I don't think I've, I don't remember what? seeing someone from one fight to what another. What are we talking about? Show such a difference in their striking. I thought Khalil looked awesome. Uh, man. Speed in his kicks, speed. When he, I picked uh, uh, Eric Anders by decision. By the way, I went 0 for 5 this week, so yeah, they can't go by me. But when, when Khalil came out and he's doing that like front foot, like that, classic sh- tie bounce, yep. I was like, oh no, this is You don't like it. Khalil Roundtree, Khalil Roundtree. Listen, he used to be a little fat kid, but he's dangerous now. He's t- I can say it because I'm You're a fatty. True. Uh, listen, he, we're uh, friends, and I'm good. a formal fatty. I was there with you when we interviewed him. And, you were uh, here. He you were pretty, here. He was pretty awesome. He is awesome. I right. See, you know what's so weird? Have you done Thailand? From watching, have I done Thailand? Yeah. No, I've done Brazil. Okay. Maddie does Brazil. You gotta do Thailand. Don't watch that one. <laughs> Woo, it's raunchy. <laughs> Bubbles everywhere. Stories of Matt I had, Can I tell you, I had such a great morning, Phoenix. I know. I took my kids to school. Well, I didn't tell you everything. Took my kids to school, and my wife's been training. She's doing some kickboxing, so she was going oh, to go down there, great. too. So before she got there, we went to bed early last night because we watched Game of Thrones, and I was yes. tired. So... I got to. Is there this to, story got, going somewhere? Yeah, I got to have a nice little. Waiting. I got well. I have to. I have to. I word a little differently. You like than I did. Than I do with Jimmy. You know, because okay, we're you're trying my, to you're be my female. We're friend. trying to be okay. I attacked my wife. <laughs> yes, she. That's how you it. say it to Jimmy. Well, I mean, listen. That's pretty much. I say the same thing. Yeah. So I got that going for me. I did that this morning, and God, did I have fun. And then, sorry, I got just sets off throat. the day right. Oh my! I'm so happy right now. Look at me. Yeah, Smiling. it does. I got a glow about me. And, and then I um, then I trained. Oh, I love jujitsu, and I was still tired from my my role yesterday with Marab. Oh, I thought you were saying your role with your wife. Is that pathetic? That I got fifty pounds on him. I'm still fucking exhausted from yesterday. I listen. I got to warm up next time. The guy, dude, <laughs> you got a kid's got a nickname, the Machine. You think he goes easy? It's like no. you, next time I'll just jump on a fucking versa climber for fifteen minutes and sprint. <laughs> How about that? No, you got to put on the Beastie Boys. That always I love like that that's kid. the thing that makes me. I'll get exhausted any time attacking that kid. Give me, give he's me, an like animal. put sabotage on, and I could like lift a truck. Yeah. Off my chest. Yes, I don't know why that happens. You know, I was listening to, um, you know, it, it, uh, Phoenix. I'm a wreck. Phoenix, you're a wreck. Well, I can say Phoenix, I'm a wreck because that's not the words. Because when I say when I start singing the words, somebody goes. <laughs> I'd love to. Right, what do we got? Well, I was hey, going to ask you, Island Joe Band. Yeah, I was going to ask this. Dwight Grant, Dwight Grant, obviously won by uh, split decision over Joe Band. What did you think about? The, I thought Joe Band won the fight. I thought he won, but I thought that DC said something very. Um, I think it was DC that said it. Uh, that you know, when it's that close, you yeah. really. So Alan, it wasn't a robbery. Alan was upset afterwards. Yeah, so he was acting like it was. He got robbed. Yeah, I didn't know? think it was a rob. It but. was. All, it like, was. It was close enough for you to say, "All right." You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I, I so, but Alan, Alan was like, Grant Yo. got the edge by the judges. What do you think was the deciding factor for the judges? He landed yeah. bigger power shots. I that's think, probably. Right? I'm right. gonna say that's probably what it was. I mean, he was going so, forward a lot. So Joe looked more hurt. 
He didn't look hurt, but just what they both didn't land a ton. Okay. Joe Ban was advancing, I thought, most of the fight, but he was he was landing oh. like point shots. It wasn't like anything that looked like it was going to finish Dwight. Dwight throws a hundred percent everything he throws, but then as the fight went on, he kind of not faded, but he threw less. So it was it was a close one, but I but I I did think Joe Ban ended up doing enough, but it was probably the uh, the force so they, of the shots. So they went there. by power, not volume. I, I would say so. Yeah, say. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Yo, did you know that, that Justin Gagey tweeted before that fight with, um, uh, I, I mean, I didn't know he was so close with uh, Kelvin. Did you know that he tweeted, what did I just read? Where was that? He tweeted before the kid, the, the Gaslam uh, Adesanya fight, Stylebender ain't got shit on Kelvin Gaslam. Really? Yeah. You know, it's funny that people respond to that. And they're like, this isn't going to age well, obviously, after after the fight when he's I'm like, gonna, yeah, no, I know. He's like, I'm right. okay with that. He, so he was like, cool with it. But that was just what he was tweeting right. at the time. Dibs, I got that question, Dibs. I'm such a fucking child. Good for you. You ask him that. I gave you the, the mom answer. Good, 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 good job. Hey, by the way, before that. we get um, <laughs> Justin on the phone. Yes, Justin Gaethje, ladies just and gentlemen. Something quick. Connor tweeted. It was oh, tweeting all night. God. He tweeted after <laughs> uh, Poirier's win. He said, amazing main event fights. How fighting should be. Max, you are insanely tough. Please rest up now. Uh, You're a warrior head to toe. A champion forever. Congratulations, Dustin, on a much-deserved UFC title to your career. It is Nate next for you, like previously scheduled, which I found annoying. It's like Dustin Poirier has earned 100% his title shot against Khabib. It's yeah. Nate wait, wait, wait. Nate next. Wait, what was he trying to say that's the – what is he saying? Because he's, he's trying the, to get this Khabib rematch, which I don't think – that's not right. And Dana said 100% that you know unless something no. happens to Poirier, that, that's the fight that's going to happen. So Nobody wants to see so that. So annoyed that he's got to put himself in the conversation no, no matter the what. The reason – Happens. Yeah, I thought it was good. Like, I was about to say that's a great thing. Well, right, he said. says it really nice in the last sentence. Like, oh, come on. Man. Yeah. No. But he usually I mean, is complimentary of like, is, good yeah. performances. Can I tell you though? why I don't want to see him fight Khabib again? It's because he'll talk all this shit, and then when it going gets tough, he's like, all right, I'm tapping. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, ah, oh, there's not even like a payoff. Yeah. It's not even like, oh, now I get to see him take a beating. He's like, nope, no, I'm not getting a beating. Well, I'm and there's just... there's other fights that make sense. He he should have at least <laughs> another fight before he gets a rematch with Khabib. Khabib beat him. It's not. Yeah, there's no. It, it is the, what it is. There's yeah. nothing. I For me, rematches are, are when there was some type of controversy or like it was close. You know what's weird? Right. What's, a, you know? what's a weird fight? What? Aren't they? Well, I'm not saying weird. I'll watch it. Aren't they putting Robbie Lawler versus uh, Tyron Woodley? Woodley? Yes, yeah. they're running that one. Explain back, yeah. that to me, Chris. Chris, the producer. Why? Because you're saying because Tyron starched him. I mean, pretty quickly in the first round of their their oh, first fight. Phoenix, yeah, Phoenix I mean, was going to say that he got murked, and I go, Phoenix, that's disrespect. Yeah, the. I mean, to me, <laughs> I, just, I just like to say murked. I mean, Tyron is, is a fun word. It is a fun word. I think it's more a factor of, of how Tyron lost to Kamaru. I mean, yeah. Tyron, as great a champion as he is, really got dominated for that fight. Yes, he did knock out Robbie in their first one, but Robbie looked great against Askren. That had that controversial finish. It makes sense because then the winner of that yeah, could conceivably it's, get a title shot. It's yeah. kind of like a decision maker of who moves around. I mean, I love Like they're Robbie. each other's gatekeepers in that matchup. Sure, sort of, and yeah. Askren isn't going to fight Woodley, so you know you have that aspect of it too. Right. Well, let me tell you something, Phoenix. Yes, sir. Phoenix. Yes. Phoenix. Yes. 
Matt. I was gonna start singing, but I'm stopping myself. Okay, good. I'm just—it's like. Did I'm you like, not think of a song? Because that's. Oh what I think no no happened. no! It was right there. You know. I don't want to. I'm gonna try to just say, in a couple Phoenix. minutes early. Let's see if it's we can. It's easy to say. I keep it in check. I, I miss. I mess up the words on purpose. Because that's not the words. You don't want to get sued well, for the right. Well, I say the words exactly right, I get a little eyebrows raised. I wonder what's next for Justin Gaethje. I'll tell you. Uh, uh, what about well? Listen, if he fought Khabib, is Khabib able to take him down and just control him? I don't think so. Oh, I let's think, ask him. I think. Oh, is that Justin? Yep. I was just singing your praises, but I wasn't allowed to because Matt interrupted me. But what's, hi. <laughs> what's up, Justin? You and uh, Matt, Sarah, in and Phoenix, Phoenix Valley. Yes. How are you, buddy? What's up, guys? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. We're just talking about you and how studly you are, man. Congratulations on your last fight. Brutal. Thank you. Quite the compliment coming from a stud like yourself. Oh, I like this. You know, this. I told you why. I, I, I liked him before he even gave me a compliment. Justin, Look, <laughs> Justin, and, and, what was awesome about that fight is you pretty much said what you were doing as far as your evolution with your patience, with putting things apart, but choosing your shots. So, how did you feel about your performance, uh, especially since you knew that you had those things that you wanted to work on? Well, I thought it was honestly. Like, Speaking frankly, I thought it was brilliant. Um, <laughs> I fought, yes. you know, I fought amazingly, and um, I was just on point. Really, I mean, I'm, I might never be that good again, but that was great that night. The I, the one of the biggest differences I see with you than I see with anybody else is you're not, cons- you're more concerned on what you're doing than what anybody else is doing. In other words, everybody's. Talking about, um, Bob, oh, man, he's going to kick with Barbosa, man. He's going to kick with Barbosa. I don't know if that's going to end well if he kicks with Barbosa. He's such a stud with the kicks. And you said something that just, when you said this, you wanted to test each You're like, let's see whose legs are str- Wait, I, I, I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to paraphrase. <laughs> but you basically. I said, I'm going to see who has stronger bones. Well, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. What would you say? Say it again. I said, I'm going to make my bones touch his bones and then see who has harder bones. <laughs> That's okay. that applause is for the fucking mentality because it, you're not concerned. You're not worried about losing. And that's very freeing as a fighter. That is very freeing because when you're caught up on man, did I win that round? Am I going to win this fight? It, it, it's not, it, it, it holds you back. Do you, now, was that ever a breakthrough for you? I only seen you fight the same way. Every time I see you yeah. fight, I mean, not that you don't make improvements, but as far as attitude, I never seen you fight concerned about the outcome of the fight. If that fucking makes sense. No, that's why I think you're one hundred percent correct. I think um, as an athlete in this sport, I mean, as soon as you can be content with not having control of a lot of things, and then really just understanding that you can only control, you know, very few amount of things, and then putting all your time, energy, focus into those specific things, which in this case would be preparation. As long as my preparation is there, then I won't, you know, I won't question winning or losing because I know that I could not have been better. Um, and so I will never, you know, and I would also never forgive myself if I was not 100% prepared and was not able, and, and I did lose. I've seen fights where you come up short and it's funny because again, with the ad, with the, with the great attitude where it's, I don't want to say a good loser because you're a fucking winner, but like they're in, I remember the reporters are interviewing you and you're like, hey guys, why all the long faces? You're chewing, you're eating some snack or something. You're like, guys, why? What, what, what's the problem here? So it's like you, you weren't, and you delivered. I'm sure it was, a, I think it was a fight of the night. Of course it was. But fight I, of the year, yeah. Both yeah. of my losses yeah. were fight of the year. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So what is it? It was just like, hey man, 
obviously you want the W. But what is the mentality yeah. coming off a loss like that? Was it just like, hey, man, what, that was a hell of a fucking show? I mean. Yeah. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, you had to under, I had to understand that um, it was an opportunity lost. Um, you know, if I were to be poor, I'd probably be fighting for the interim title. You know, things like that can eat you up. But I also, you know, was able to go. I think I had to, I had to take those losses. I would have never fought like I did against Barboza if I hadn't taken those losses. And I would have continued to take the da- unnecessary damage that I didn't necessarily need to take. So now, um, you know, coming off of those losses, I was able to really go back to the drawing board and, and question some things because I, you know, I, I was so successful in my approach beforehand but it still, you know, wasn't the, it wasn't the smartest approach. So my ability to go back and just relook at things was came from those losses. And so I just look at the positives. And because, you know, I can't go back, I will get the chance in the, in the future to get those losses back. Uh, I won't get to fight Eddie, but when I beat Dustin, I get, you know, the Eddie and Dustin fight back uh, when it comes to MMA math. So uh, I'll be good. Now, you, so you were in, I saw you were in tended, uh, attendance this weekend, this past weekend in Atlanta for UFC 236. Yeah. Yeah. Right, now listen now i want your thoughts on the main event and the co-main event i seen or i'm reading here because i'm not on twitter i avoid that negative shit but i've <laughs> i've on here i'm reading that you said before the fight that style bender ain't got shit on kelvin gasolum so now you're so i'm assuming you're tight with kelvin yeah yep yep this is a this is a rough little sport when you have a bias, there's no overcoming that. You have to pick a side when it comes to life and death. So yes. I was a uh, keen gas from all the way. We're both from Arizona, both Arizona State champions, um, both Mexican Americans. So yeah, it was I was definitely you know pro pro Kelvin. Hey, listen, I mean, is it? You know what? It's better than being on the fence like my fucking producer over here. <laughs> that fuck. Sorry, Chris, the producer. <laughs> That's all right. Guy flip flops yeah. more than fucking anybody. But I'll tell you, thoughts on the co-main event, really quick. I mean. Uh, what did you think of that fight between Kelvin and Stalbender? I thought it was great. I really did. I thought um, I'm very impressed by Israel, man. The guy is, you know, he shows up. He shows up under the lights, and, yeah, you, you have to respect that. I thought Kelvin fought a great fight. I mean, I think he could have been a little bit, you know, he needed to get inside the pocket more. Um, him fighting Israel on the outside is like me fighting Edson on the outside. It's going to hurt. Yeah. So, yeah, that does about it. Now, listen, Styles. Styles make fights. They and I and you know, MMA math doesn't always add up. Like you could beat, like like you went with Dustin and uh, you know he 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 won that one. Now he's set to fight. He'll be fighting Khabib most likely here. Um, now, when you look at the styles with both of you, uh, and I don't want and I love Dustin, I'm, but with your wrestling background, is would you think Khabib's able? To Khabib you. Is he able to take you down and do what he does because of your wrestling background? Do you think, I mean, is anybody able to no. do that to you? I've never seen anybody no, no, no taking one, you down and holding you my down. Whole life, I wrestled my whole life. The last time that happened was when I was like 11 years old <laughs> wrestling in a national tournament. So um, yeah. I don't, I 100%, there's no, there's no fucking way he's going to Khabib me. But um, <laughs> I think, uh, well, I mean, I, there's, I mean there's, a, there's, a, there's a chance, I mean. When it comes to, if I got to be a realist, when it comes to that fight, like I have to train for three or four days a week, just wrestling, just to be in my get my cardio in that in that position that yeah. I need to be to wrestle him. But as soon as I do get him in a few scrambles, I've seen him get tired. You know, he tends to tends to fall off around round four, round five. So 
if I can get him tired, then, then there's nobody on planet Earth in the lightweight division you want to be standing across fatigued. And uh, so I think I can put him in a really bad spot. I mean, I, I, cause, I mean, like, it, exactly. Like, I, I, again, this, this fight, more so than a lot of other ones. I mean, I always wanted to see uh, Khabib fight Tony Ferguson. That yeah, was I mean, I yeah, feel I mean, like that's, like, on the record for the fight that's been canceled yeah. the most in combat sports history or something. I agree. You know? Because I, I think always styles versus fights. With Justin's style, and he's so, so devastating standing up, that combined with his wrestling, I would just like to see how Khabib would approach that fight. You, you know what I see, Justin, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. I think that the scrambles and strikes in the transition and the scrambles are, are where you might have the advantage over Khabib. That and then leg kicks. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I can land, you know, four of those low calf kicks, I've never even thrown that, and uh, that was the first time I've ever attacked. You know that part of the limb, and yeah, they, that's a they devastating hurt. kick. They hurt. I'd rather they get hurt. kicked in the there's thigh a no, hundred times over than that. You can kick me in the head, and knock me out, please. <laughs> before you kick me ten times there. I mean, it doesn't matter. There's no blocking. You can check it, but I'm still. They still kick your ankle. Yeah. Or they, oh, they touch it. Hurts it, so you know? bad. There's no. It's. It's. No, I'm finding out. It's, it's a block that you cannot kick. You can counter it, but um, you know, I would. I would definitely hope that my my feints and my jabs keep. Are keeping people on their back foot right. so they can't count it. Now, give me your thoughts on that main event because what a hell of a fight, man! Yeah, with Dustin. Yeah, it was. And I mean, I, I was, I was again. I was, you know, on the fence there, but I had some bias in Max on the Max department, so I was pro Max. Yeah. It was actually a win-win for me because I, you know, Max is my favorite fighter in the UFC. <laughs> I would love to see him win, and then obviously, if Dustin wins, it makes me look a little bit better coming off that loss from to him. So, uh, but it was a great fight. I thought Dustin was just a little bit more powerful, and he's got incredible technique, man. Yeah. His uh, his boxing technique is crisp. He didn't have to worry about takedowns at all, so he was really able to to imply that that uh, facet of his game more more so than than most. Now you were set to fight my guy, my buddy, my good friend and student, uh, Ally Aquinta, and then. Um, that would have been, I'll tell you right now, that would have been a fucking fight of the night matchup right there. But, you know, he yeah, got hurt. He got, one he, day, if we can get him, get him in there. Uh, <laughs> fucking, I love Justin so much. And please don't attack Al on the phone with me. Because I, I love you so much. No, you can, because you guys will fight. But I, I'm I, not attacking him. I'm no. not attacking him. But I will say, if I have to lose to fight him, I'm going to fucking lose just so I can fight that dude. Well, listen, <laughs> I, would I would love for you to the fight, because as a fan, I fucking love that. But now listen, he's... He's going to be fighting uh, Cowboy Cerrone now, which is awesome. Which is an awesome matchup. I want your yeah. thoughts on that fight. And first of all, I'd like to see you fight either guy too. By the way, you versus Cowboy too yeah. would be fucking fun. No, I agree. I, yeah. Hey, uh, there's there's about there's four or five guys in front of me, and I I'm not fighting anybody but them. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, I think it's a very interesting. I think it's a good matchup for um, for Al. I think. Um, other than him, you know, he leans he leans into the pocket a lot, and Tony really does lift his knees and throw throw good elbows up the middle. Yeah. Um, and then if you if he gets you worried about that, you're pulling away, and then that leaves the outside kick, the high outside kicks open. Okay. But um, I, I mean, I like Donald. That's the last guy. The only way I want to fight Donald Cerrone is for a belt or yeah. for a title title contender uh, fight, because that's the only guy in the whole division that I like and that I've hung out with. But um, yeah, I think. I think it's a good matchup for Al, but I do think uh, I don't think it's going to be easy for him. I think he, as long as you start fast, I mean, you have to start fast for Cowboy. You got to put him in trouble early because he starts slow, 
There's no doubt about that, and he's you know he's done it 100 percent of the time. Phoenix, you better ask a question. I'm writing that shit down because I want. I know. I was honestly, I was just listening to that assessment, and I was like, "That's very interesting." He's talking about all of the ranges that Cerrone is strong in. Well, you know what? Good assessment, Justin. Props on that, Justin. And Justin, I'll tell you this this much, man. Uh, Yourself and the two guys we were just talking about, Cowboy Cerrone and uh, Ally Aquinta, the the three of you guys, perfect example of guys that. Everybody wants to watch, and none of you guys talk shit. Now, and listen, I people sell fights any way they want to sell, but in nowadays it's it's refreshing because nowadays. And by the way, you could add Dustin Poirier and Max Holloway to that list too. For sure, you got guys that you know when you guys are on the card. I mean, just I mean, look at your record alone as far as how many uh, Friday night bonuses you got and fighting the night matchups and whatnot. But it's you guys don't have to talk about anybody's family, religion, or anything. To put people in seats. Does that, yeah. Doesn't that make you feel good, Justin? It, it honestly does. It really does. But there's no doubt about it. Um, it's a factor in this game. People love controversy. I mean, yeah. Conor McGregor was the perfect storm, and it wasn't, be, it was, you know, a, part, a big part of that was his mouth. Yeah. So um, it, I think it's, it hurts and it helps. It helps the sport. It hurts individually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, you can't force something. You either, are, you either have it or you don't. I fortunately am I'm a fighter. I'm just a fighter. I'm not a talker. And so we're going to see how it works. I'm sure I'll miss one or two opportunities along the way. But um, I would rather do that than, than you know, sell, sell myself short on my principles. Well, I just liked your, your breakdown so much of the Cerrone fight that I have to ask you to break down another fight if you can. Uh, what are your thoughts on your teammate, Rose Namajunas, UFC 237, the title defense against Jessica Andrade on May 11th in Brazil? Yeah, it's it's gonna be a, like a test match, I think. Um, Andrade is, I mean, she, I wouldn't even say she's good at closing the distance. She just closes the distance. Yeah, she, she'll she, get there with her punches. With her, no matter what yeah. she's throwing, she's closing the distance at the same time. And I think nobody is better than keeping distance or or managing distance than Rose, especially with with our coach Trevor Whitman. That's all we ever worked on is how to move your feet and how to be in position to throw power strikes. Um, I think it'll come down to Rose's ability to not get frustrated whenever Jessica does get her up against the fence and um, her to really just be patient and not give up easy takedowns. And our fan, our back can't be on the fence or on the ground because it's impossible to win a fight like that. Rose has been working a lot with me and my um, national champion wrestling coach, Ben Sherrington, every week for like, I would say like 15 weeks now. So, I mean, she's, she will be ready to stop takedowns to create scrambles. And then, again, once you're on your feet and tired, you can't take good shots, and she'll be diving. You know, I think Jessica will be diving at the legs, and Rose will be just, you know, high-stepping out and then putting her back in terrible position on her feet. Awesome. I love it. I miss Rose. I feel like we haven't seen yeah. her in a hot minute. She's here. Yeah. She's, she's about two minutes. She's literally about 100 feet away from me working out right now. <laughs> oh, nice. Make sure you give her give our all best. Yes. Hey, so, Justin, what is next? Who is next, Justin? We want to know. That's a million-dollar question, man. <laughs> I mean... Who knows? Because um, you know, obviously Dustin earned the right to fight Khabib. I like structure. I like I like things to work how they should work. Yeah. Um, it's like blackjack. If you have your little card there, there's only one one way to play every hand. Yeah. Um, so I think no matter what, Dustin gets a shot at Khabib, and Tony's. You know, we don't know how long he's going to be out. He's dealing with whatever he has to deal with. I'm sure he'll fight tomorrow because that's just the guy that Tony is. Um, Connor. Who knows what's going on with Connor? With 
him being in trouble and not wanting to fight. So those two guys are ranked in the rankings ahead of me. So they yeah. either are going to have to fight or they're going to have to get taken out of the rankings if there's any kind of structure. That leaves the winner of Al and Cowboy for me. And so what, no matter what, I have, it has to be one of those three fights for me because I need to put myself in position to fight Khabib before he retires. Yeah. And you're still on the same timeline, right? You said you have a, how, many amount, how many fights you have left? Because I know you oh, had, I said I had five. I said I had five wars, and that was before the last two fights, and those did not count. So ah, I still got five oh, wars. Good, good, good. All right. That's good news. That, that, yeah. ma- hey, that ma- we're going to end on that. That makes me happy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good. The truth. That's the truth. Good, because I want to keep watching you. Justin, the great Justin Gaethje. Justin, thank you, man. Thanks for calling us, man. I appreciate great it. Great talking yes, to you, man. Sir, I will see you across the cage one day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, buddy. All right, Later. Justin. Later, take care, Justin. pal. All right, the great so Justin pleasant. This was so I pleasant like today. And and I didn't. I don't mind if he wanted to. I hope that didn't come out wrong. I didn't mind if he wanted to talk about Al because they'll end up fighting. I just didn't want to not like him because yeah, I you, love you Al. Thought it was gonna I, go. He ducks me or whatever, but that's not. What no, I, you I know. It no, no, no. I yeah. I just I like my guys so much, even when they're trying to attack me like little Marab. <laughs> Holy fuck, Marab. Well, let's, he just has an awesome I'm having nightmares of him like I have nightmares of the Versa climber. Oh, that fucking thing. <laughs> well, you know, he's a little guy, Marab. And I can hold down big guys. Do you use the Versa climber? Not, I do. No, I retired I that it. when I retired fighting. Oh, it's I'm such not fucking a... doing that. Oh. I want to breathe a little bit. I'll jump on Marab it's or somebody. It so works, though. <laughs> At least it's so fun. Good. So good. try to specific, He's got to try to control like a little <laughs> ball of energy. All right, listen. News? Did we talk about, wait, did we need to do our picks? Uh, well, we could, I mean, without going through all the picks again, uh, Matt, you were the big winner this week. Oh, really? Two, yeah. Two, Excellent. Two for five. <laughs> you got Khalil Roundtree correct, and you got Izzy by decision. Jim had Israel Adesanya by decision. That's his only one correct. Ah, wait, wait, what? And I went. That's, wait, wait, what did Jimmy get? He got one for five. <laughs> and I went ah, 0 for 5. You fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you fuck, Jimmy, you fucking little bird. Of all the events, sorry, though, Jimmy. to go 0 for 5 on, this is a perfect one because you, the fights were so entertaining and so good. I was like, I don't even care that I, I didn't get these right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's trying to be a, like, a, like if Justin Casey lost the fight, he's like gracious and happy. That's me. He's crying on the inside right now. <laughs> it's true. He's not as good a loser. Can I just say one more thing before you guys get into whatever the comic books, whatever you want to oh, talk about? Can I say one more thing before <laughs> you two want to just go into your nerve? No, no, because... The, Talk, it's but. funny that Gaethje said that like he's the last guy you'd want to be standing in front of if you're yeah. tired, which is true. Yeah. Except for if him, he fought Al, Al's the other guy I wouldn't want to be standing in front of. Al's what a sharp shooting mother jumper. Yeah. Where Raging does Al, Al get his cardio from? What does he do? Man, Al fights. You gotta, I mean, no, listen. <laughs> no, Al, that's a perfect I'll answer. You, I get it. I, I get mean, what you're saying. I, I've been watching his sparring. I've been watching his rolling. I've been watching his repping. And he's just—he knows he's getting ready for a—he's in it for a fight. Mm-hmm. There's no cutting corners. There's no oh man, I need a special pill to do. He's sparring. He's rolling. He's training. He know he's—he's he's a gritty mother jumper, and he's—he's uh, he's in it for a fight. Yeah, and he you goes to—he I mean? goes to that he sports knows. science place too. So yeah. he like takes pretty good care of himself. I told yeah, I don't know about the laser tag thing, but he's doing with that. But I <laughs> no, but it I makes know you he's relaxed. It. Like it, Listen, it, he's doing something right. This fucking yeah. kid, he's doing something right. Raging out like laser tag. Listen, ready? What? Yeah, I'm happy. I can talk about my guys all day long. They're fucking awesome. Uh, Black Summer, man. Oh, oh that's your jacket. I'm listening to you, but it's, I I, I want to come roll and uh, make some time for me. 
Where that, what are you, me? Where did that come from? Oh, I just want to. I just want to. I just want to. Is, is that what it's like talking to we me? We had such good technique conversations today. I'm a little like. Hey, hey, dancing. Justin Cage. All right, black summer, listen, winter, fall. I listen because listen, Walking Dead. I don't even know where it's at now. It's All I know is jump the shark. That uh, yeah, I I don't know. Well, you took it. You keeping them locked up? That I'm not talking it to you. Daryl, go look for berries. Boo! I don't even watch that fucking thing <laughs> anymore. I, I don't even know lost me at. with the Shakespearean. I own a tiger guy. That was when I was done. Oh, with. Yeah, fucking that guy. Is he yeah. still around? I, I was What's done. His name? I don't is know because I stopped watching. Does he kill it. a choke? Yeah, I stopped Listen, watching right after that. I'm done with Walking Dead. And but the the beginning shows were great. It's great. Great. So now look, I need a show now. I, sometimes I like Netflix. Sometimes all of a sudden I find something and I give it a little shot. I get. Yeah. I watch. 10 I'll, it can lose me fast or i could be in and i was in i was in black summer black summer oh man and, and these zombies they're fucking they like the it reminds me a little bit of dawn of the dead like the they're sprinting like almost like 28 days okay. later yeah these motherfucking zombies are sprinting after your ass you don't be i'd be fucked i'd have to fuck them up i'm not running I, I literally fight right now better than I walk. You see me walking down True. the street, you, I go, know. you can go, that guy might be a, a target for somebody <laughs> to fuck with. Until they get close enough to take a real good look at me, then they go, all right, that guy looks a little fucked up. Yeah, you walk a little but slow. I, fuck, man. Put it this way, it's Phoenix. Okay. Just, afterwards, just say you got to jump in an Uber and walk the other way, because I'm not, <laughs> I don't expect us to walk the bank. I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not sprinting. All right, but so you like this show. This show, it had me at hello. <laughs> because it's violent and it has one of those things where it shows a little something, something happens, and then all of a sudden it'll say somebody else's name, Barbara. And then you get to see how this happens to Barbara. And it kind of brings them all together, type of thing. But violent, crazy, uh it's I like that f- end of the world feeling and how people deal with it. Yeah. Like you I know can what I mean? That. That's why I hated the Girl Scouts. Huh? Uh, let me explain, because oh, that sounded like they came out of left field. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, the girls and the boys, they should be the same. That's stupid. It's not that girls should be a part of the Boy Scouts. It's that the Girl Scouts suck. Oh, is that what happens? Yes. I they got great cookies, you, though. That's all you got. Guys are learning how to like survive the apocalypse, and all I learned how to do was take credit cards. <laughs> and it's not fair. <sighs> so if you don't start teaching the girls survival skills... It's going to be a shitty uh, show. Why am I saying all oh, when you said that? You because know why? I have a Look Girl Scout picture. problem. She's not in the Girl Scouts, is she? No. All right, good. Just make sure that she no, has survival my, skills. My kid got a picture, sent me a picture. Because the only thing the Girl Scouts wanna... will survive is the calories to really? keep themselves alive for a while. Listen to me. I checked out when you stopped talking about the cookies. Because we were talking, we about, talk the, about, we were talking about the apocalypse. Did you watch the movie Polar yet? No. Polar? I did not see Nobody that. wants to give that show a shot. I told my buddy Christian uh, fucking Hayloff. And what fucked his problem? He didn't want to do it. I didn't watch that. I didn't, I, I'm done I didn't talking watch to him that. now. I'm done, he's, well, he's a nice guy. He'll probably hear this. Well, listen, he. <laughs> I like the Collider show. So the guy goes, oh, hey, listen. Yeah, so he yeah, goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, give me a show. You call in. You give me a recommend the show. And, I, and that way I'll watch it. So I recommend Polar. He said, oh, I gave it a couple minutes. The wife wasn't into it. Really? So you're not going to give another shot? Why am I attacking Sometimes the guy? He's a nice guy. It just some doesn't some doesn't grab you when you it's don't. It's so good. Well, I'm really no, surprised. No, but you don't give it a shot. And Mads, Mads, uh, Mads, what's his name? Who's the guy, actor in that? Mads Burnell. Yes, Mads. No, he's a I he's a. Fighter. I don't know who the yeah, fuck that is. 
<laughs> I have no idea who you guys are talking about right now. You said it, and I was like, uh huh. No, he's a I'm player. just really oh, lightheaded. Can I say he's so I, good. for what show? I'm sorry. It's polar. I'm po- slightly, polar. slightly surprised. P o l a l a r. I don't know why I can't say polar right. Polar. polar. I'm so surprised it, that I walk in so here today. Mad, oh, it's Mads Mickelson. Mads, Mads Mickelson. Mad, and how about it's the the fucking the the role of his life. Move over, Snake Pliskin. This guy's so <laughs> awesome. I, this is the first time I feel like Jimmy. Like, I'm fucking lost right now Listen. with the pop culture shit. And I'm so surprised such a good show. that the trailer, the teaser trailer. For what? For for, for Star Wars came out yesterday. Oh. And you have not said anything to me. Oh. You have not oh, yeah. said a oh, word to oh, me, Matt, oh. Sarah. I mean, hold on. Back to Polar, and we're talking about that really quick. Um, it's about, listen. It's about an assassin. Apocalypse? No. no but don't start. That's Black, black <laughs> Mirror. Being like black, no, not Black Mirror. That's Black... Uh, Sp- Summer. Black Summer. Oh, my God. I like that. People watch that. If you like zombies, let I'll me know. I'll try it. But listen. I will check it out. But back to the other one, the Polar. 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 I think it's Polar, yeah. Polar. polar. Yeah. I mean, listen. A, a, ret- a retiring... He's going to retire soon. A uh, hitman, right? He's going to retire. He's part of an agency. When they retire with this thing, they, they get like a pension. Okay. This he's got like eight mil coming to him, so you st- the show starts off with a guy party, and I don't want to give it away too much, but you know the guy from Jackass, What's yeah, his name? Uh, Johnny Knoxville, Johnny Knoxville, yes, and he and he was a retired agent, so he's about to party. <laughs> oh, retirement's gonna be great, isn't that? And what happens is he gets taken out, right? So people, this agency, before these guys get to get to cash in on their retirement, they send these younger assassins to take them out. So you meet these younger assassins and they got a, a little team and they're cool as fuck. I mean, they, they got like, you see like a little bit of that. You, it's one of those things where you get, they're cool enough. You don't know too much about them, but when you see them all together, you're like, all right, that's a team of like four like or five Like Reservoir of them. Dogs type it's of shit? It's kind of like that, but you get a, all right, this is the the, the the new assassins taking out the guys before they retire. It's That's the premise. Okay. So you see them take out the one That dude. sounds pretty fun, actually. It's that's fucking cool. fun. Yeah. 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 Christian. Haul off. <laughs> That's my buddy. I, he's he's going to listen. He doesn't like it. He likes when I mention it. But listen, so give it a shot, man. So then they go off to Mads. You know what Mads says? What does he say? I don't, I don't Take know. one guess I what he says. Don't join if the you Girl had Scouts? to guess, what? no. Samosas Not up in cookies? here. He's getting that fucking <laughs> retirement fund. Okay. You know, and but there's more, there's some other stuff thrown into it. The way it's shot, the way his character, I fucking. Enjoy. I know why. I, how I know I enjoy this movie? How? You're because you're talking about it right now. Well, there's certain times, like, like when I'm doing things and I have something in the background, I'll put on, like when I'm shaving my head or whatever it is. I find myself putting. I put this on more than once. I watched it several times. Okay. Yeah. Why am I doing that? I fucking enjoy it. Yeah. You find newer nuances in it. All right. That's all I wanted to say. Star Wars. Uh, I. You tell me about that because I seen it. But I watched it on my phone. I think my kids were yelling. Uh, it's she does something cool in the beginning. She jumps over. Ah, Lando! I heard it's coming back. Yes, that's a plus. It ends. Oh, what a with laugh. the laugh. The laugh of the emperor. Yes. What the fuck, man? They Ian McDermott is well. back. No wait, they threw him. Where? No, I threw him through the shaft and the Death Star. He got the shaft. And in the background, <laughs> he got the shaft. Go in the background, you see them standing over what? the shadow of the what? destructed Death Star. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> she says yes this is my thing this is my star and i I hated the last jedi so much you, that i, I just like impo- no not even a little bit imagine Matt. if he used 
all, remember he had all that power where he could he could go across the he doesn't even have to be there and yet he's having conversations with people he and, tells you about dark plagueis and no listen, one ever really dies blah 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 you know it what I loved? is you know what i would have loved I, I know I know they can't go back and do it again, but imagine if he really used all that power to take that the, the, more of how you thought it would go instead of the little M. Night Shalomam type of fucking twist at the end. <laughs> oh, oh my God, he's not really there. I didn't see them. There's so no, look at the sand. There's not a red thing in the sand. Shut the fuck mm, up. So I didn't bad. see the footprints now that I think about it. How about this? <laughs> How about if he's really there and he uses all that? He's the most powerful Jedi and he takes a fucking hat at and he lifts it up and he throws it into the other one. And they're saying, what's going on? We got to help Luke. They're like, no, 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 no. We got to get the fuck out of here. Luke is sacrificing himself like a space samurai. And that's what the fuck he's doing. So let's just get out of here and let him go out like a fucking space pimp. But no, <laughs> he has to go out on a rock. He just fucking has a heart attack and all this shit. Fucking. That's all I got to say. Leia flying through the air. I didn't mind I that mean, so much. I hated that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it looks good. Yeah. It's it's and there's another series called The Mandalorian. I can't that has oh, Paul Withers in I, it. So that Gina, looks amazing. Gina, Gina Carano. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yay. I'm such a nerd. All right, I'm fine. I got, DC, yeah. I got Star Wars in. I got Star Wars to talk about. Not I'm right. happy Matt and yelled space pimp. We're good. Yep. <laughs> Guys, I had a great time. I of really course. did. I'm gonna eat this on the train home, look. I'm gonna eat my little Falvel. Is that what they say? Falafel. I, I feel like saying favela. I feel like I'm Brazil. <laughs> Where am I going? Falafel. All right. Falafel. It's delicious. It was pretty good. Why did you say pretty good like it that? It was pretty good. Uh, because I was surprised. Because I'm not a falafel person. Will you stop with that? I have not had that did yet. You, did you see my abs? You don't bring any in. Yes or no? Me? Did you see my abs earlier? I did. Of course you did. I did. I showed it to you. Listen. But not in a weird way, everybody. No. no He's just listen. proud of his abs. But, um... But go ahead. What were you going to say? Nothing. I got nothing. I thought you were going to say I look all right. You look good, Matt. Oh, fuck, I got a fish for it. Can you cut that up where she just said that? I, yeah. I look all right. I didn't yeah. ask her. Can we yeah, just get a clean take? Like, you look amazing, Matt. All right. Plug something, Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix Carnivale, Friday nights, Access TV, oh, and uh, oh, in Finding Shape podcast. Hey, Phoenix. And, uh, oh, Phoenix is so much fun. Co- shitty commercial I'm going to do next. Mm. <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. All right, everybody. Listen to me. The SarahBJJ.com, one part of it's going to be store, one part of it's going to be academy. I've been saying it forever. What are you selling? Somebody hit me up with the merchandise. I might have to call that person. All right, now I'm talking out loud. All right, everybody, listen, I'll see you in a couple of days. Later. Train jujitsu and watch all that cool shit I told you to watch. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, now remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Radio.com slash UFC Unfiltered or wherever you get your shows. Not my business. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. 
The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.